And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort Donna Dort Donna Dort This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dort I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk This is Poku and I'm down to dunk I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Crackling Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, as always on Wednesdays, is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? NBA schedule, not a huge fan of the Wednesday pod. I don't think we've had a game to talk about for two weeks. <laughs> they play. I know. They, they never play. They play on They play on Wednesdays almost every single week. Uh, it's part of <sighs> our problem. Yeah, they don't ever play Tuesdays. Tuesday is the new TNT night, you know? And oh, yeah. the Thunder don't play. Well, it's a, it's a bummer, Andrew. <laughs> it is. It is. I know. And even even the blue schedule doesn't really help us because the the uh, the blue play at noon today in Oklahoma City mm. and Poku obviously will be playing in this game. Uh, Teo will play in this game. So that will be I, I wish that I had that game to even talk about, but we don't even have that. And you are going to that. You're going to be live and in person. I'll be there. I I mean, I just, I have to go. I have to go watch Poku. Hopefully they unleash him. I'll be very worried if he's not unleashed. You know? Uh, who, who Who's the big match against? <laughs> the big match. Who, who, who are we playing today? <laughs> you know what? I didn't even, I mean, I've, I looked at the schedule only to look at the time of the game. <laughs> uh, you haven't scouted? Oh, no way, bro. Because the blue are, are good this year. Sure. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm not much of a G League observer, to be honest. Uh, they <laughs> play the Stockton Kings. Is who they play today. Okay. So Very cool. Should be a fun one. Um, now you get you get awesome seats for the real games. Do you get even better seats for the blue game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they get better. Honestly. Well, you could be you could be directly courtside. Yeah, I've sat scores table a few times. So, th- so they the reason that they don't set a scores table every time is because it depends on the TV crew. So, oh. like if the TV crew travels, like the Lakers TV crew travels, the Rockets TV crew travels, then they they take up like four or five seats on um, on the front row. Yeah. Um, but when they're gone, we get to sit there. But yeah, I don't. I don't know that the Stockton Kings TV crew will be here today. So, I uh, 
hopefully we'll get to sit there today. I don't know. They may put me up in the they may put me up in Cloud City today. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be kind of hilarious. It's all in in some ways it's a, it's a good viewing experience way up there. Um yeah, the Stockton Kings. Who plays for the Stockton Kings? Who cares? Oh, I, I bet. No, uh, I bet it's um. Oh, what's that guy's name? Robert Woodard. Is he oh, playing? Yeah, for them? Woodard. That, I mean, that would make sense. I kind of. And then like who's that. the other? I only know these guys from watching people open basketball cards on YouTube because they always get so Nemes depressed Ke- when they land a oh, non-Tyrese Keita, rookie. The seven-footer from Utah State. Uh, is on this team. Jemias, oh, yeah. Jemias Ramsey is on this team. Yeah, that, that's the other guy, Jemias Ramsey. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, Robert Woodard is on this team. I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> he I, said in response to Jemias Ramsey. I do. I liked him in the draft. Um, Treshawn Thurman. That's a name. Treshawn. You were telling us that you learned that Trey Manns, uh, that he goes by Treshawn. He does go by Treshawn. Which, which is, is very close to Tayshawn, which Taylor was very excited about. It was... It was a glorious day when we found out that he goes by. Although Sean. I realized it's on Basketball Reference. I know, I know. I saw that too. I I first noticed it when who was I think it was Shay that commented on his Instagram post like Treshawn. I was like, oh, what Treshawn? I also learned his middle name is Albert. That's a great name, <laughs> Treshawn <laughs> Albert. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so Poku will play. F- for the blue today, Mark already said that he will be recalled tonight and be with the team. My guess is that they'll, it would just, to me, it makes sense for Poku to go back tomorrow and practice the G League again and then play again on Friday. They play Friday night and then you can call, recall him and he can play on Saturday. To me, yeah. it makes way more sense to do that than for it just to be today and then stay back with the Thunder. So, just the way the schedule falls where you don't have a ton of games this week and you're at home. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. And I, I, I don't know of anybody that has a problem with Poku playing with the blue. He hasn't played well enough to make anybody feel like this is like a demotion or a travesty or anything like that. Like it's, this is just a part of his development and he needs to be able to go get some minutes and get some shots up. It's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously coming into the season, we were all hoping that at this point, you know, we're watching 25 minutes of Poku a night. Yeah. But you look at his overall stats, like his play has not warranted that mm-hmm. as much as we would like to see it. And you compare his age, I mean, he's, you know, younger than Trey Mann. Like, it makes perfect sense why he would, uh, they, why they'd want him to get more time in the G League. Yeah. He's 19 still. I think he's the 12th youngest player in the league still. Is he? So, oh, his birthday's the day after Christmas. It is. Yeah, he turns 20 on the 26th. Oh, well, if you go to the uh, shop good thing tomorrow night, you got to wish him a happy birthday. Happy early birthday, Poku. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like the, the lame thing I'd come up with to say to him. I, hey. I would have no idea what to say. Hey, happy birthday, Poku. Hey, uh, happy early birthday. No, the big two O's <laughs> coming up next week. <laughs> Talking to a 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord that sounds us. terrifying i don't know how you do it yeah. i couldn't talk to these guys yeah i feel like too big of a dork yeah no they honestly like it's a it's a just and i've said this a lot this year but it is it is legitimately a great group of guys and they're all pretty easy to talk to trey in particular is awesome 
I'm I'm a big Trey Man guy. Uh, speaking of Poku, we've got Poku packs tomorrow downtown OKC. You can go pick up one of these. You can pick it up today. You can pick it up tomorrow at the Poku Pack party downtown at Shop Good, six to eight p.m. Uh, really nice, great quality inside. You also have multiple zippers, so if you want to put something inside a pack, inside a pack, you can wow. do that. So, more valuables. And then the uh, the second one is pretty cool. It's got the P for Poku. Uh, for a family, which, which one should I wear on, my, on a family vacation, Al? What do you think? Oh, the left one. The left one is more tropical, the blue and the red. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going somewhere tropical, otherwise why leave? Yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, be there at 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, wear a mask. We're going to be indoors. We're going to be in cl- close proximity to everybody. So wear a mask and come hang out with Poku. Get yours autographed. <laughs> and it's going to be an awesome time. So I'm just imagining myself walking up to Poku and like holding out my hand, like to shake his hand and feeling so weird. Hi, Poku. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm a 34-year-old man. Oh, oh, my name is Alex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I saw I saw Poku out the other night um, at Cheever's. Well, out? Yeah. Who was yeah. he with? His family? Is this girlfriend? His girlfriend? Oh, this okay. lady. Yeah. Did you go up and say hi, or, or did you give him a nod? Like, oh, I'm in the biz. No. What's up, no. I saw I saw him across the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, he definitely does not want to see me here tonight <laughs> he has zero interest in seeing talking to or giving a head nod to me so no i left bring him. your gaggle of kids over to him <laughs> we were hey, we were out with some friends we weren't with the kids that night oh, okay um but yeah it yeah i'm like no i'm not i'm gonna leave him alone tonight uh but yeah it should be fun come come hang out grab if if you need if you want or have interest in having a pack. Like, this is the pack to get, honestly. <laughs> if you've been thinking about getting people into are into packs, it. I was seriously, I was, in, I was in Vegas and like everybody had, they do like the crossbody pack. Yeah. I mean, I was walking down the street and probably like one out of every five people had one on. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is this? People I have a wear very them. nice Adidas one. People wear them, man. I don't know. I'm just saying it would be even like if if Poku becomes the greatest player ever or just what he is today, it's it's cool to have <laughs> to me. Yeah, I, either way. Either and way. if he becomes the greatest player ever, I mean, that's actually either way. It's a relic of this moment in Thunder history. Yeah. It'll be even cooler 10 years from now, no matter what happens. Yeah. And you can say like, I bought it when the greatest player of all time was playing for the blue. Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> are there any mementos like that from the first kind of decade of Thunder basketball that, uh, I'm, hmm. I'm trying to think of like what, I, like I, I still have my f- program from the very first game. Yeah. Oh, you um, do. That I, that I hold on the to. The Bucks game? Against, against the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what mementos I have. I have like some. You probably have a lot of the tree and leaf shirts. Yeah. I've got tree and leaf shirts. Definitely. Uh, man, I mean, I've got some autograph stuff from that era. Yeah. Like I've got like a Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Jeff Green autograph fo- photo that I have framed Oh, up. photo. Yeah. Uh, I got a bunch of James Harden autograph stuff. I got stuff like that. 
That's cool. That's cool. Nope. No packs though. No, no nothing packs. as cool as a pack though. Nothing as yeah. cool as a pack. Uh, okay, Al. It's trade season, and yeah. December fifteenth is today. It's great. Yeah, I stayed is up. It, I stayed up to How midnight. cool would that be if? Yeah, if there was a trade that broke. Right It'd be now. awesome. I I'd be here for that. Uh, let's see. Man, so much COVID news. It's just it's it's uh it's getting really really dicey here. Okay, here here's one. Mm-hmm. Um, now who is this guy? <laughs> Mike Scotto. Heard of him? Oh, Mike Scotto. Yeah, yeah. Scotto. Yeah, I know. Mike. Okay. Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, great. Yeah. Sources: Pelicans discuss trading future first round picks and pick swaps for Ben Simmons. Oh. Mm, there's something. There's a little. Uh, what do we call it? Scuttlebutt. This little scuttle. Huh. Just that's a little, interesting. Just a tiny bit. That, I mean, that to me like signals that they're not going to just try to be done for this season. You know. I hope. I hope. I hope too. The Thunder play them tonight. Uh, Lou Dort is listed as out. I assume he won't play unless you know his status would have to change dramatically for him to be able to play. Uh, this is kind of a big one. They both have eight wins. Be nice for yeah. them to get their ninth win and for us to get a loss. This is a this is a a double tank win tonight. Yeah, because Orlando, Detroit, they're going to be fighting with us till the end. Yeah, the two that are up in the air are New Orleans and Houston. I feel like Houston eventually pulls the levers that they're going to pull, which yeah. at the very least is an Eric Gordon trade, but maybe even a Christian Wood trade, and yeah. they'll end up being bad. But if they can, you know, I obviously want Houston to rack up as many wins right now as they possibly can. <laughs> this run has and been unbelievable. It has. And it's it's some of their young guys because, you know, obviously Jalen Green isn't playing. But like mm-hmm. Josh Christopher had a really nice game the other night and finally got like some play. And then Shingoon, they let him finish a game, which yeah. was like the first time he'd ever gotten to do that. So there is some of their young guys, but they still have just a lot of older guys on this team, which is mm-hmm. probably why they're winning so much. You replace Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green with just like two random NBA vets, and all of a sudden the team is like decent. Yeah, I mean, they're more than decent. They're eight and two in their last 10. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> their only losses have been against Milwaukee and Memphis. I mean, they beat Atlanta. They beat Brooklyn. They beat Oklahoma City twice. Well, tonight's the real test. They play the Cavs. Yeah, they play the Cavs. Yeah, that's... uh, They're going to lose that one. But then they get New York, Detroit. They get Chicago. And we don't know what kind of shape Chicago will be in. Like, that's... There should be some more wins coming Houston's way, which is just a glorious, glorious gift to Thunder fans. (laughs) Because it looked like... I mean, they had lost... How many in a row was it? Uh, was it 17? I believe. I think 15. 15? 15 in a row. I mean, that is nuts. And then they just <laughs> win all these games. It's just it's just wonderful. It's just a delightful, it, delightful treat. And meanwhile, Detroit legitimately could break their record. Yeah. For for this season mm-hmm. because they're at they're at 12 losses in a row. They had the game against the Bulls postponed. Yep. Then they're going to play the uh, the Pacers, who are suddenly fine. And then yeah. <laughs> they're going to play Houston-Miami. So that, that would get them up to 15 right there. And then they'd have a game at, at MSG against the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. 
Um, you you tweeted something about how you listen, you were listening to the Game Theory Pod and you were excited that there were at least four guys that they were debating about. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, that made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Because obviously, coming into this season, everyone's just talking about Chet and Paolo. And then yeah. there's a lot of people who just like do not like Chet. I, you haven't heard that many people who just don't like Paolo. Like most everyone likes Paolo. Yeah. But there are people who have legit concerns about Chet and like want, w- would prefer to stay away from. Him. Let's sure. let's just say Jay uh, from the Fry Pod not excited about Chet as of right now. He's almost averaging four blocks a game. He's very good. I like him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then as the season starts and there seems like there's going to be a lot of teams fighting with us for for tanking, you just start to get worried. And mm-hmm. I think Jaden Ivey breaking out in the way he has mm-hmm. and watching some of the film on him, like his explosiveness is kind of incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. And And so who knows? I mean, right now they both had him fourth, but we don't know how the lottery is going to shake out and there might be a team in the top three who's covered as far as bigs are concerns and Jaden Ivey's like the perfect prospect that they would want to take yeah and maybe one of those bigs gets bumped down to four and so now you have a little bit more wiggle room mm-hmm. I just want wiggle room Andrew that's all I want yeah no I hear you I absolutely hear you on that uh, okay. and apparently uh, I didn't watch the game but Jalen Duran had a great game last night as well against Alabama I'm a fan of Jalen Duran he's not Everybody thinks traditional big, but he's he's more mobile than that, you know, than like like some like plotting Jalil Okafor guy, you know. Yeah, he's a he shoot he shot he shot seventy eight percent last night. He had like an eighty four percent game. <laughs> like he's obviously not shooting threes, and so in that respect, he yeah. is going to be a traditional big. But yeah. Watching him, like he had so many lobs last night. I was watching his highlights. Having a lob threat like that with Shea or with Giddy, like it would just make the offense so much more fun. Yeah, just, I mean, you watch Josh, and this happened at the B, I think it was second half of the Lakers game, where like it was just like screen and roll for Derek Favors, very simple play, and Josh just like knows just how to find him, you know? And so if you just have somebody like favors is like baseline competence, you know, as far as like NBA bigs go, if you have somebody that's just even like above average, not even like great, like Giddy could make that guy look incredible. And that's, Oh, Jalen Duran would look awesome with this crew, especially if you have like this rim running high flying, guy that is putting pressure on the rim as Shea is putting pressure on the rim. You know, like that's uh like that's pretty fun. You'd still need somebody to shoot because then you everybody could just pack the paint. But if you found a shooter too, like that would be incredible. That would be ideal. Definitely need shooting going forward. Uh yeah. even though even though we have Steph two point and Lou Dort, we do need at least a couple more shooters. <laughs> yeah. People Teams have been closing out on Lou a little bit more, uh, which is encouraging. But still, he's not—he's not like the knockdown shooter that you dream of. You know, he's a multi-tool player that has been—I mean, he's been awesome this year. Uh, yeah, and it's great. He's not playing tonight <laughs> against the Pelicans. Uh, okay, Actually, I, I wanted to look up what was the best. Oh, okay, so I was looking at Marcus Smart stats because he often gets compared to him. Yeah. He had one season where he shot 36% from three. Yeah. That was probably his 
best shooting season. Mm -hmm. But like this year, he's back down to 27%. It just makes a huge difference. Like if if Dort ends up being like the fourth best player or the fourth starter on like the next good Thunder team, him shooting like 34 to 36% is just so helpful. Yeah. And the fact that he's confident doing it, that you, you never see him hesitate. I think that that is wildly important for yeah. his career. What I asked, I think I asked McKelly about this on Monday, but what did you, did you read KOC's piece that included some Lou Dort love? I did not, but I'll fake it. All right. Yes. Okay. I love, I love seeing that. Well, he, in the piece, he mentioned that he thinks he's better than Marcus Smart. Oh yeah. I heard, I heard you talking. I heard you mention that. on. What do you bit. think yeah. about that? I mean, we're watching the Celtics this week for slam and jam. You have thoughts on that? True. Um, I mean, I, I I definitely think it's it's more like a more likely now than I did previously. Because previously you would say like if he could just become Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. wow, what a steal that is as an undrafted free agent, which is absolutely true. But now, yes, it does feel like he could be better. I there is like an aspect of Marcus Smart's game though, like the intangibles mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily know that Lou Dort has that. Like, like I don't think of Lou Dort as like the heart and soul of the Thunder team necessarily in the way that people talk about Marcus Smart that way. And like, I think of Kenrich Williams in that way. Yeah. You know, whatever that is, it's like more that's something on the court though, man, like I've seen Lou just turn up and the team can shift can shift and, and and Kenrich has that too like yeah don't get me wrong like Kenrich has yeah. that too Lou's got some of that too I don't know he's he's become a much better player than I've ever imagined you know yeah I think you know the next step step at least comparing him to Marcus Smart like obviously Marcus Smart was a point guard in college he was. and so he he's a much better playmaker throughout his career than Lou Dort will probably ever be yeah um but we don't so need him re- to be that. Like the the Celtics legitimately right, need him to be that, and he can't he can't do it to the degree that they need him to. You know, like they need a playmaker yeah. really bad. You know, if they had somebody, I mean, they're they're kind of making all these guys that are pretty good playmakers be their primary guys. I think like that's like the biggest problem that they're having. Like if they had Rubio or somebody like that, like I'd feel a lot better about the Celtics. Like I think that somebody to just set the table to get these guys easy shots, to pass them open. You know, I see Giddy, and Giddy has a long way to go, but Giddy's already, like, passing guys open, you know, into good yeah. shots and into, like, layups and stuff like that. So, Do they need Teo? Hey, you guys need a Teo Maladone on your team? Boston Celtics. <laughs> get to watch him today here in just a bit as well. It's going to be a loaded team. I think Roby is going to be playing too, right? Yeah. I guess I might no, say no, Roby. No. Yeah. Should be, um, uh, should be fun. Okay. Do you want to talk about some, uh, some trades? Yeah. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll talk some trades. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And we're back from that quick break. Time to talk trades. Time to talk trades. So, uh, obviously, there's been some news in the past week. The most relevant of that news for Thunder fans has been that Cam Reddish is apparently available. Sham Sharania said that the Hawks are looking for a first-round pick, which doesn't seem like that much, something we could easily do. And so, uh, why not consider him? But why not consider a bunch of guys, a bunch of young guys? Because, you know, there's no re- they don't have to go out and make a trade. Mm-hmm. But... If there was a, if there was a possibility to bring in a guy who's been in one of the recent drafts, just to get a look at someone else, yeah. because I feel like especially in the front court, like there are minutes available. Obviously, we're filling those minutes right now. Oh, there's minutes. There are minutes there are available minutes. if there is someone out there that they might be interested in just getting a look at. Like yeah. I'm not saying we're going out there to make the Carl Anthony Towns trade and, and no. give up all our picks. No. I'm just talking about guys who maybe aren't playing a lot or aren't playing well just to get a, just get a second look at it. So I went back the last three drafts, and Cam Reddish will be included here, so we'll get to him eventually, uh, just to pick out some names, kind of see how you feel about those guys, what you would be willing to give up for them, if anything. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's worth even talking about? Okay. okay? And, by, and this is all because last year at this time, remember, we were talking about Hamadou Diallo yeah. and how, how he, has com- he had completely transformed. Yeah. Hamadou Diallo has developed mm-hmm. into this potentially long-term piece. And when he was traded, I think we very quickly like, justified the trade mm-hmm. and made you know the, the calculations in her head, oh, okay, maybe he wasn't a long-term piece. They would rather have the second rounder. They don't want to pay him on his next contract. This is actually very in line with Presti's whole thinking. Yeah. But this time last year, that would have actually been kind of surprising because he was playing so well, and there just weren't a lot of guys on the roster that we were excited about. So it's like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe Hami's going to be a guy. Yeah. And they trade him. Traded him in the middle of a movie. I was trying to watch a movie with my kids. What movie? Couldn't even watch the movie. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Great movie. Okay. Great movie. Great movie. Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, and who knows? Maybe that will happen again. You know, they'll bring in another Svi. We'll get a look at him, and then he'll evaporate into nothingness, <laughs> and we'll never see him again. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to start with the 2018 draft. So this mm-hmm. was like the Shea draft, the Luca draft, Trey. The, this, these ones are harder because these guys are extension eligible. The, or, or sorry, these guys are restricted free agents. Yeah, this summer you got You have to want to pay them. You have to want to pay them, or you have to be like willing to pay their qualifying offer <laughs> in at least one case. Sure. Okay. So the first name, obviously, Marvin Bagley. He's been talked about forever. He yeah. should have been moved three years ago. Yeah. the The problem with Marvin Bagley is that. Nope. Prob- I don't know if there's anyone who wants to give him a contract this summer. And they certainly probably don't want to give him a contract that's worth more than what his qualifying offer is next year. No. Like he could he could come out and make like eleven million dollars or something next year. He makes making eleven Ju- right now. Yeah, just by taking his qualifying offer. Yeah. Assuming it's not pulled. And so 
the reason I would consider Marvin Bagley is because mm-hmm. he does not make you better at all. In at fact, all? <laughs> he makes he makes your defense defense significantly worse potentially. Yeah. yeah. True. And that has been the one thing keeping OKC afloat. Mm-hmm. And so why not? Bring him in. You can play him at center. See what happens. I'm open to it, Andrew. What's the trade? What's the? What's I don't the think it would take that much. Like, just like I don't. Second, I'm. Who is going to give them a first, knowing that you have to pay him? Or, like you're either getting like a few months of Marvin Bagley, and then you're declining his qualifying offer. Yeah. In in which case, you don't want to give up hardly anything, or you like are willing to pay that eleven million dollar qualifying offer. Or extend him like what do you what would it, even a contract extension for him look like like it would be like three years fifteen million and he wouldn't take that because he's like I can make eleven million next year and then just go into unrestricted free agency so yeah I wouldn't be willing to give up that much at all no but if if they like one of our young players like a, a Teo or I mean probably not they have so many guards you, but uh you do know you like a Teo do you like a Teo. Uh, <laughs> But you know who? Who else? Who else is on our team? <laughs> who else? Who else could it be? Isaiah Roby. Sure, okay. sure, something like that. Yeah. Uh, if I they mean, have any interest, I'd, I'd give them the uh, 2023 Wizards second round pick for him. Would you throw in Ty Jerome? Sure. Okay. So, so that that might be how far we're willing to go with Marvin Bagley, but yeah. open to it. I'm open, I'm just to, open to. I'm a, yeah. I'm open to giving up. Close to nothing for him. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next one. I only bring this up because people talk about it all the time. Colin Sexton. He's injured right now. He's going to be out, I think, the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is a. He's likely going to get some type of contract offer this year. This is not a Marvin Bagley situation. Mm-hmm. So you would have to love Colin Sexton yeah. because regardless of what you think about him, I'm guessing he's still probably going to get a very large contract this summer. Yeah. Simply because he's proven himself to be an efficient scorer. Yeah. Now, he, he doesn't play defense. He's kind of small. I don't think he'd be a good fit with Shea. Yeah. No, he's not. And also, but, it's also a little worrying that the, the Cavs just don't miss him at all. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you know? Like that's yeah. that's kind of a problem whenever you're like the top scorer on the team and you're and then you're gone and then the team doesn't And the team you. gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of Colin Sexton, but I'd be open to another team trading. I was actually thinking like, you know, pairing him with Ben Simmons as your like backcourt, maybe something like that would work. Sure. Like I I, th- I think there's scenarios where Colin Sexton's going to like wildly succeed in this league. I don't think it's playing next to Shea though. Yeah, yeah. That, that they would be so bad defensively. Yeah, because it's like, are you really starting him over Lou Dort? And if you're not, okay, so now are you shifting Lou Dort to the three? And now you're kind giddy. of just small. Like, yeah, there's just, I mean, yeah, there's just not for me. There's no logic in that one. Zero logic. Yeah. Okay. Ne- last one in 2018. I only bring this up because I could imagine a scenario where this would work. Anthony Simons for Portland. I, I bring him up because, as we talked about in Slam and Jam, like they need picks to be able to make significant upgrade trades. And the one guy on their roster who might be worth sending a pick out would be Anthony Simons. Yeah. As I wrote him down, though, and I, I like Anthony Simons. He's been like a 40% shooter most of his career. He's doing way more off the dribble this year. But as I was, I was researching him, and I texted you last night, 
I could not believe how short he is. I, if you had asked me how tall Anthony Simons is, I would have told you six six. Yeah. I thought he was big. He is he is six three. Yeah. He is shorter than Trey Mann, who, by the way, if you had asked me how tall Trey Mann is, <laughs> I would have thought six three. Trey Mann is apparently six five. Yeah. So, because I was thinking, like, if if you didn't believe in Trey Mann, Anthony Simons is like a more developed version of Trey Mann. Sure. But th- then I saw their difference in height, and I was like, eh, not really worth it. But I just yeah. thought I'd bring him up because I could see another team trading for him. Y- yeah, I mean. I don't know that I'd be willing to give up what it would take to get him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll probably take, if they're just looking at picks, I bet someone would send them to protected first for Anthony Simons. I really do believe that. Heck no. Heck no. Yeah. Okay, so now we move to 2019. Now it's a little bit more flexible. So these are guys that you could extend this summer Mm -hmm. if you wanted to, but won't be a restricted free agent until two summers from now. Yep. So the first guy... Let's get him out of the way. Cam Reddish. Everyone's talking about him. He's already in the news. We know there's a roster crunch in Atlanta. The problem with Cam Reddish, I feel like, is that everyone knows Atlanta doesn't want to pay his next contract. Yeah. Not even because they don't necessarily like him. It's just that they have so many other big contracts on the books. But it's also that they don't necessarily like him. <laughs> it Well, true. Because, because if, if they if really he, liked if, him, they would extend him. Like, it would be yeah, a no-brainer. If, if he was the player that's... I feel like some people think he is, at least based on how they talk about him on Twitter. Like Atlanta would keep him. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's even available is kind of a red flag, especially when you compare him to like DeAndre Hunter, who I think has been better, but he's also been hurt Mm -hmm. like over and over again. And yet you'd never hear his name come up in trade rumors because they've seen how important he is to their team. Uh, Jacob Niffen on uh, Twitter (laughs) did one of those like player A, player B. Yeah, I saw that. And had the had the career stats for Cam Reddish and Darius Basie. They are basically the exact same players. If you're yeah. just looking at the career. Now, the argument for Cam is that he has gotten better this year. He is shooting 37% from three this year yeah. on over five attempts per game. Mm-hmm. We, we saw what he could do in the four playoffs defensively. Yeah. Four threes per game. Yeah. Um, we saw what he did in the playoffs last year defensively. Like He really did have some flashes in big moments. Mm-hmm that made you think, oh, okay. Uh, personally, I would be perfectly happy if the Thunder went after him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how much I'm willing to give up. The The trade idea that was thrown out on Twitter was Kenrich Williams and a one of our bad firsts mm-hmm. for Cam Reddish. And my first reaction was, well, if they're only asking for a first, why would you throw in Kenrich? You know, no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Just give, give them the first if you like Cam Reddish. I would be open to it, but I'm not, I'm not like all in. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not a huge Cam Reddish guy. I'm just I'm just not. I think he needs a lot of time. He needs a lot of he needs a lot. And he's good enough to stay with your team, but not I don't think he would get sent to the blue or anything like that, but I don't know. I I'm I'm just kind of meh on that. And he the only thing that makes me that would make me want to bring him here is like the respect that he garners amongst his peers. Like he's He's a guy that like AAU circuit, like high school stuff where other players are like, yeah, that was like the best player I ever played against in high school was Cam Reddish. Like they just rave yeah. about him. So that would be like, the really the only like I'd be like, all right, let's just give it a try. But like I don't want to give up Kenrich and a first. That's just a lot. Because I think Kenrich 
on his contract is worth a lot, you know. But and, and you I, say a lot. What does that really mean? He's probably worth a late first. Like, who's giving a first that could become a lottery pick for Kendrick? No, Jones? you're not. But a late first, yes. But am I going to give a something? Some a guy, a player that's worth a late first and another late first for a guy who's probably only worth a late first? Like, no, that's double. You're paying right. double. That's that's what I mean. Like, I give either or. Probably. Yeah. I would give Kendrick to them or I'd give a, a first that looks like it's going to be a late first. I also think it's interesting with Cam Reddish that his name has been out there in trade rumors for a while now. Yeah. And all you've ever heard is that they've wanted a first. And the fact that they haven't made a deal thus far is kind of interesting because you would you, you just would think like he's kind of become the new Marvin Bagley where mm-hmm. like every team's fan is like, well, if it's just a first, just go get him. But like yeah. no one is doing that, so I mean that's a little bit of a red flag for me. But again, I'd be open to it if it, if it didn't cost that much. Like if it was Ty Jerome and a late first, like sure, sure, because sure. Ty Jerome's just not going to get a lot of minutes going forward just because of the roster crunch and how how many ball handlers we already have on the team. So he's essentially a spot up shooter for us at this point. Yeah. I think he'd actually be nice on Atlanta. So I would be willing to do something like that, but I'm not going to go overboard for Cam Reddish. Yeah. Would you do Cam Reddish, DeLon Wright, and Gorgie Jang to the Thunder for Ty Jerome and Kenrich? Why would I want all those other guys? We, we don't, but Atlanta would like to save money on their luxury tax bill. So they basically get to bring in $4 million worth of guys that are probably that are probably more helpful today for them. Yeah. And send out it's like 16 million. Well, yeah, that, and the Thunder that, just absorb it. That that deal's not like if you threw in like a a Jalen Johnson or Sharif Cooper, I would even be willing to throw in something else to get one of those guys, but just bringing taking back their money, I don't think it's worth it. You get because you're st- you're still giving up Kenrich. Yeah, I guess the the argument is you don't give up the first. You get if the price. I don't know that this is the price, but if the price was set by them as a rotation player and a first, you know, yeah, like that would take the place of the first. You get to keep your picks. Yeah, I I don't I have no interest in taking back those contracts unless you feel like you need. Year. They expire. No, I, I know, but it's just like, to what end? Like, I feel like you could get that deal done without having to take back that money. Not not that it even matters. Like, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But there there will... What, but part of my point is like, there will be teams that are going to need some luxury tax relief. Oh, I completely agree. I just feel like that deal helps out Atlanta more than it helps out OKC. You're just like so, helping them duck yeah. the tax. I don't I don't really have any interest in Sharif Cooper myself especially for the Yeah, he doesn't team. he doesn't make a ton of sense on this team. Jalen Johnson but, I I would. Yeah, for sure. I would do that. I would if they would throw in Jalen Johnson I'd do that. But I don't know if if at that point if you do it if you're Atlanta. Yeah. You know. Um how much your owners are hurting. Okay, next name this is probably a quick one. Kobe White just throwing it out there because he was a lottery pick and not getting a ton of playing time. Is he, Actually, is he back? He's back, right? I think he's just came came back. But I mean, the Bulls aren't playing, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yes. I'm a yes on Kobe White. 
I'm a, I'm a flat out yes. I don't know what the cost is. But I think, really? I You're think, a yeah. I thought you would not be a yes at all. I think Kobe White's good. I think he's a good scorer. Um, now, is he... He's extremely similar to Trey Mann in like so many in so many ways, except for like he's more of like a proven scorer than Trey is, you know, yeah. in the NBA. But I I like Kobe White. I think he's good. But um, I, but I don't know. I mean, if I'm the Bulls, I would just want to keep him. Honestly, you probably do. But well, we'll come to another name with Chicago coming up. Um, Jackson Hayes feels very available. We don't have a center. He is a center. What's the the trade? I mean, he just got recalled from their G League team. So, yeah. Gives you a sense of where he's at. Nope. Like, in terms of value, I I don't feel like he has hardly any value whatsoever. I mean, he's not playing on a team that's terrible. The only problem is that he was a top 10 pick by the current general manager. Like, if this were... If this, if they had, if they had a new general manager, I would say you could get him for a second. But because he's a guy that was picked in the top ten by this GM, I just find it hard to believe that they would, you know, do a second round pick for him. They would just probably rather keep him. That's probably true. Uh, but I did see his name out there, and you know, he's just he, he's not getting any playing time. And in even though it is the same GM, like. At some point that earlier, like in previous seasons, that meant him getting a lot of minutes on the actual team. Yeah. And now he's not even getting that. So it does feel like even they have fallen out of favor. They're, you know, obviously they would love for him to develop, but it has not happened. And it doesn't feel like it's going to happen now that they have Valanchunas there. Like, when is he getting minutes over Jonas Valanchunas? Well, he won't. Never. Yeah. I mean, he can't even get minutes over Billy Hearn Gomez. So, like, what's the. Yeah. I mean, I would, I say yes, like to this. Yes, I don't know what it takes to get him. Like the most hilarious trade is Kenrich for him. And that's a bad deal <laughs> for OKC. But it's funny just in the fact that they had Kenrich. And he was, right. they gave him that little extension just so they can make the Steven Adams trade. And now it's like, would Kenrich be their like fifth best player right now? <laughs> There's like, that, that yeah, might, seriously. That might be true. So another guy where, because it's, it's kind of same to like Marvin Bagley, we have center minutes available. I would, I would love, I would much rather see a young player than watching Derek Favors, Mike Muscala, as much as I like those guys. They're great. Yeah. But I, I would love to have a guy that you just feel like the ceiling's a little bit higher, even if it's probably not. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And Jackson Hayes can jump out of the gym and it would be it, I want to see these guys with somebody that can just get up and go get a lob you know because they've yeah. got they've got guys that can throw lobs you know but they just don't have anybody can go get them um, and he has shot a few threes this year shooting 36% don't, just don't even, I'm just don't even mention <laughs> that please just, shooting let's, 36% let's not do this Um. okay next Another player on the Pelicans, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And I only included him here just because he has not been great this year. I think we were both expecting him. You know, he's, he's going to have a lot more opportunity now. Uh, oh, he's, he's going to be so much better. He's currently shooting 36%, 36.7% from the field. 
Yeah, only shooting bad. 31% from three has not gone well thus far for Naw. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been a big Nikhil guy for a while. I would do it. I just don't know. I just don't know at what cost. That that one feels like it would at least cost a first, even if it's a you know a late first. Yeah, I mean that just doesn't make sense to me at this point. I just don't. I I like him a lot. I just don't know that there's a deal that makes sense to to bring him over. You know. But don't you, don't you think part of the benefit of having all of these picks? Because I was laying them out, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> laying them out. I was typing them out on a pallet. I, just... I wrote them on individual strips and have been laying them out on my <laughs> living room floor. Uh, one of the benefits of having all these picks is you could just like throw one of these late ones out there. Sure. To and, and it doesn't have as much value to you as it might have to another team. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know that Nikhil would be the guy that I would do that for. He's already twenty three. Yeah, you know, I just don't know. I I would be I would be willing to do it for the right player, and he's not a position of need for the Thunder. You know, they have guards, like they don't need more guards at this point. If he was shooting like thirty eight percent from three. Then I'd be. Then they wouldn't be trading. Then there would be no reason to trade him. You know, like yeah. that's. You have to be able to bet on somebody who's not playing well or somebody that's buried. Similar, I mean, they did that with Tabo. You know, who was playing wasn't playing a lot for Chicago. Was real young, but had like this upside there that they just, you know. Yeah, James Anderson makes a good point in the chat that. You know, we talk about OKC's picks. New Orleans is one of the teams that also has a treasure trove of picks. Yeah. So maybe a pick doesn't even sway them because it's like, well, we have these. They're better than whatever pick you're going to offer. Who know. cares? Yeah. That's and it would. However, be, it would be similar to somebody offering like a late first for somebody on our team. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I see so many deals. I've been I've been reading a lot of fan blogs because it's fake trade season. So many people just want to give OKC more picks. Like, do you know how good the pick has to be for me to even care at this point? <laughs> to me, for me to even look at what you're offering. <laughs> like, I don't want late first anymore. Get them out of here. What am I supposed to do with them? Wow. Like, 2023, likely that we're going to have four picks, yeah. including our own. Yeah. 2024, likely we're going to have four picks, including our own. I don't need another pick right now unless it is incredible. So stop making those trades. I saw a terrible trade on a Kings blog where they wanted, they did a three-team deal to get themselves Ben Simmons to get Philly SGA, and they gave us Marvin Bagley and five picks. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. Even if they were all unprotected. (laughs) Who cares? Okay, next. This is the last one in the 2019 draft. Uh We know his name is out there. THT, Taylor Horton Tucker. Any interest there? He's already signed to a deal. You don't have to worry about like giving him an extension or anything. Yeah. And it's not like a ton of money. No, again, it's the guard crunch thing. But he but he's a he's bigger. He's six four. But he's big. He's big. He's wide. Wide. He weighs two hundred and thirty four uh, pounds. Uh, he he weighs he's a he's a thick daddy. There's no doubt. Forty more pounds than Chet. Yeah. He's twenty twenty five pounds more than Kenrich. Um, what's the he's trade? 21. What's he the just trade? turned 21. So he's pretty, he's still young. Okay. Well, I'm trying to construct a trade. I like THT. I'm a, I'm a fan. I think he's good. Also, like, there's also the fact that like, 
different from like the opposite of like the uh, the Jackson Hayes deal, where it's like THT might help you. You know, possibly, yeah. And he might help you. Uh, so Kenny Hustle, Mike Muscala. Um, who else? Is that is that enough to get you to the money? Because that right there helps LA. Well, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, the Thunder don't have to match anyways. Oh, that's true. And um, then I'm just trying to think if there's a way. The problem is. <laughs> That it's just AD, Westbrook, and LeBron, and like NTHT and a billion minimums, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they can just, uh, you can send them players and they'll just cut some of those minimums. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, there, I'm trying to think of ways players? to help save them money. You know, that's that's like my, it's, it's something the Thunder can offer teams. Yeah. Well, that would save them money if you just did Muscala and Kenny. It would. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to help them out a little bit more. Why are you trying to help them out so much? Why do you care? I don't know. I really don't know. They shouldn't care. You're right. You're right. I mean, they're not those... having to pay for Alex Caruso, so they should have some extra money laying around. True that. True that. Uh... Oh, oh, hold up. The the trade machine hasn't been updated. Because Muscala can't be traded until December 15th. Oh, wow. Oh, Taylor Horton Tucker cannot be traded until March 3rd because he re-signed using bird rights with a 20% raise. All right, well, never mind. Forget it. Wait, is that true? Wait, that can't be true because all of the Lakers trades right now are about THT. I don't know. That's just what the trade thing says. Let us know in the chat if you know about that. Let us know in the chat. If you're, if you know a lot about THT's yeah. contract, and it also says that he can't be traded until December fifteenth, so maybe it is. I don't know. Get yourself, get your, get your stuff together, Fanspo. Fanspo, we we trusted you. That's why we, we left ESPN's trade machine. We did long ago. And long you're ago, letting, you're letting me down. <laughs> okay, so those were the guys in the 2019 draft. Okay, uh, that I picked out. I will yeah. say, someone in the chat said, uh, "What about Bo Bull?" I mean, sure. <laughs> if it was literally cost nothing. Yeah. If that 23 wizard second rounder. Sure. They can have it. Take it. Okay. So now we move to the 2020 draft, which was not last year, two drafts ago, I guess now. Yep. Uh, starting at the top, starting hot. What do you think about Patrick Williams? Now I think it'd take a boatload to pry him away from Chicago. But if you're Chicago, it feels like, like this is your window. Mm-hmm. You, you, your best player, I mean, Vucevic and DeRozan are over 30 years old. Like, if you're not going for it now, when are you going for it? And do you really believe that Patrick Williams coming back from a major injury is going to significantly contribute to this team in the next year or two? Maybe, but like, it didn't seem like it was that way yet. Would you be willing to take, you know, I don't know what it would take. Maybe two, three firsts? Would that interest you at all? Yeah. It would. If if they're willing to play ball with something like that, then yes, it would. Because they lost a lot of their pick capital in the Vooch trade. Yeah. And so if you could replenish them with some picks, and and I would even be willing to throw in a Kendrick Williams in that deal. Oh, and that's a, yeah. That, yeah. That's a deal where it makes you worse right now because Patrick Williams is not playing, but it gives you a lot more upside for the future because he was a top pick. Yeah, I mean, I would do that. I mean, legitimately... If you're talking about a like a real trade with them, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, give it to it's, me. It's probably Lou, right? 
Oh, really? Probably. Don't you think? Like, if they want to win now, like, seriously, uh, Kenrich is good. Kenrich is not moving the needle. You know who's moving the needle is Lou Dort. And if you want to get Patrick Williams on the Thunder, you have to give up something real. Like, future first and Kenrich is like, that's fine. That's not getting you Patrick Williams. Like, if you <laughs> like th- really want to. First. What if I said three first? I said three first. I, I just don't. I don't know how much that would really interest the Bulls. Like they they want to win today. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's that would probably be the price. If you like if you actually want to play ball and you want to if you want to make a deal for Patrick Williams. I mean for that I would say no. But I Where where is really... he even getting minutes though? Like where is Dort getting minutes when you have Levine Ball and and you still have Kobe White and you still have uh, Caruso. Alex Caruso. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like Dort can play a lot bigger than he is too. So like I don't know. I mean, who like, you put Lou on that team? I mean, that's a monster team. I'd say you put uh, Kendrick Williams on that team, monster team. Yeah, I'm just. You know what I mean, though. I mean, okay. What about what about this? What about this? Three firsts. Mm-hmm. Kenrich Williams and JRE. Ooh, we. I think I would still not three. I don't know about three first. That's a lot. I would do two first, JRE and Kenrich for him. Mm-hmm. I would I would do that. Legitimately do that. I think Pat Williams has has got a ton of potential. It sounds like he's a guy you'd be willing to overpay for if for some reason Chicago was willing to talk about it. And and there's been no reporting. I, yeah. I just I picked him out because he's injured. They're a team that wants to win right now. That's yeah. the only reason I They're it. not they're not doing that. It's not gonna happen, but but absolutely I have interest. Okay. Uh next one, similar situation in Atlanta, Onyeka Okongwu, who is dealing with injuries as well. Yeah. Um, they they already have Clint Capella, yep. who's been very good for them. Is there a scenario where they think, oh, maybe we could upgrade for right now because they're kind of struggling? Yeah, and 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 yeah, I don't know. Like he hasn't played a game this year. Yeah, for them, I know they really like him though. It would probably yeah. similarly take a lot to get. It would take. This is probably another Lou Dort conversation. Yeah, you know, I'm not willing to go there, but I would definitely do Kenrich. Whatever bad money you guys want to get rid of, that's true. We we'll can help them it. out that way as well. We'll take it. We'll take Delon Wright. We'll take Gorgie Jang back. There's 12 million. I mean, even if they were like, and and Gallo is like helpful enough to them, but if they were just like if. They're like, we just need to get rid of Gallo's contract. I'd be like, yep, we'll do it. You know, those yeah. are the kind of things you do. And then you probably have to attach a pick, even so. Like Kenrich, a first round pick for Gorgie Jang, Delon Wright, and Yeka Kongwu. Like, yes, a thousand times yes. And I'm sure in their mind, they're thinking, you know, we have all these big contracts right now. Like we've already signed a lot of guys. Between, yeah. I mean, they just, just signed Herter. Like they already have Capella, Trey Young, Bogdanovich, 
Gallinari, I think, is in his final year. But they have a lot of big contracts. They're probably thinking we have to hold on to these young rookie scale deals. Yeah. And, yeah. and hope that they develop. I would, because I, what else are we going to do? They're not going to trade a Kongwu. But okay, well, if, next if, if, they, if he became available, yeah, I would jump all over that. Like, I think Anyaka fits with this group very well. Very, very well. Okay, I have three more in the 2020 draft. Uh, next one, Jay will love this. What about Obi Toppin? The Knicks have been bad. Yeah. They clearly need a roster upgrade. Are they really going to play Toppin and Julius Randle together long term? Doesn't seem like they really want to do that. Mm-hmm. So when is he ever going to get minutes on this team? Do you have any interest in Obi Toppin? I really don't. Okay. Do you? He, he, he would be a vet on this team. Yeah, he would. He'd be older he's, than so many of these guys. He's going to be 24 by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I don't have interest. Okay. Uh, next one, Jalen Smith. Just throwing him out there because we know that Phoenix, you know, didn't pick up his nope fourth year. Okay. Not even for just a a second, a nice looking second. No. Play no. him at center. He's stiff. No thanks. He's stiff. No thanks. We need athletic. Like, if you're going to bring somebody in, like get me a Jackson Hayes kind of guy. Like go get me somebody that can jump out of the gym that actually has potential. Like Jalen Smith doesn't have potential. Like he just doesn't have it. If he did, they wouldn't. They would. They would. They would keep him and keep trying. But he doesn't. Do you know what his uh, nickname is? Mm-mm. Logs. Yeah. Do not bring me anybody whose nickname is Logs. <laughs> All right. His legs are as stiff as trees. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, Why would you be called Logs? He's also known as Sticks, which is a better nickname. Um, I don't know. That's okay. Cool. I don't know. All right. Not even for a second. No. So you, you, you would rather watch Favors and Muscala and Roby the rest of the year than just trying out Jalen Smith for a second. Just see what it looks like. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. Final one. Slam and Jam team. Aaron Naismith. Yeah. Uh, for the Boston Celtics. You know, the Boston's, at least from the outside perspective, I know they've just beat the Bucks, but their roster just feels like a mess. Yeah. Like similar to OKC, they had all these picks. They spent them on a bunch of role players. How many of those role players have actually turned into anything? Uh, I, I mean, they're starting Grant Williams, so maybe you say Grant Williams. Time Lord. Time Lord. Okay, Time Lord. Time Lord's a good one. Uh, but Aaron Neesmith only played... 9.6 minutes per game this year, averaging le- under three points per game. They clearly like aren't prioritizing his development on the court in any way. I don't know if that means he would be available, but Boston obviously needs something. Mm-hmm. And Naismith is maybe they're that that's what's so confusing about it. Like if you look at all their young players, because obviously they're gonna keep Time Lord. Mm-hmm. Like who who has the most value out of all of those guys in a trade? When you think about Pritchard, Langford, Grant Williams, Aaron Neesmith, like who of those guys do you even want? I don't know. I'd like probably him. say Neesmith just because he's the like he was just drafted. I'm a Neesmith guy. Yeah, I would. I'd do Kenrich for Neesmith. Okay. Would you? Okay. Uh, I would say that's that's your. I mean, as as I would say, your president of the Kenrich fan club. Yeah. That would that's the most surprising thing you've said thus far about Kenrich's value this entire time. Uh, yeah. The Thunder just needs shooting so badly. And like that's what Aaron Neesmith does. Right. You know? And 
he hasn't shot the ball well. Shot the ball well this season, but I'm, I'm still a believer in him. Uh, and Kenrich helps the Celtics like a lot. You know, he play he play a lot for them. The Celtics fans would love him. And also, there's also I mean I love Kenrich, and I want him to be on this team forever. But there's also like the fact that it's really it's harder to tank when he's on this team. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's yeah, harder to that, get the that's best true. And, when he's on this team. And I, I've also just, I mean, we talked about it last week, but like how long, we talk about how Kenrich is the kind of guy you want to have on the next good version of the Thunder. Yeah. But at some point you have to ask yourself, how long is it going to be until that happens? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... I would, and would you I would rather think, invest that time into a young pros, another young prospect? Yeah, I mean, I would take a swing on a young, on a young shooter in particular. You know, like yeah. that's that's where I'm like, okay, that's what I would do it. Uh, James Anderson says that OKC was reportedly interested in Neesmith uh, the day of the draft too, which was true. There were a lot of rumors mm. about him being the the pick, the Poku pick, Poku pick, the Poku pick. Uh, all right, yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting deals to be had out there. Will they make one? I don't know. History says yes that they will make a deal because the Thunder always make trades. And re- and really the point of that exercise was I don't know if you feel this way but I just feel that the current roster there are minutes available for prospects around the league oh, yeah. if we wanted to try them out. I am not so sold on every single young player on this Thunder team that I can't even imagine bringing in someone else to play minutes over them. Yeah. I mean the guys like, the guys I'm sold on Shay Lou Giddy yeah, and and we we would like to see more minutes for man, man. We I'm would a man guy. I'm a JRE guy. We would eventually like to see more minutes for Poku, but yeah, the, even that, even those right there. There are so many minutes at the power forward position and the center position. Like you could totally imagine a scenario where they traded for a younger guy who plays one of those positions, and he comes and he's playing like 20 minutes by the end of the year. Yeah, that's not like crazy to think. Yeah, true. And why not? Why not? Just get a get a look at someone. Mm-hmm. I just want to look at someone, Andrew. Just let me look at somebody. Uh, all right. Yeah. Speaking of looking at somebody, I got to go watch Poku. All right. All right. You guys have a great day. We will talk again on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.